0: It's our last episode of the season. I'm emotional, you know this. I'm an emotional person. Josie will one
1: thousand percent cry in
0: the next five minutes. I'm getting super, super emotional, and I'm drinking, which isn't helping. I know,
1: you guys. It's the last episode of the season. We just want to say Mm. we love all of you, unless you are a serial killer listening
0: Mm. for fact on your own case.
1: (laughs) Someone ever. Yeah, we're not into that. Then we don't love you. But anyone that just is here because you love the show. Yep. Because you think we're great, which mm-hmm. is just, it's so crazy, Josie, because when, how's when we started? Yeah. We only had like negative Reviews, Yeah, people and didn't everyone, get us. Yeah, and it was only like our friends that told us we were good. And yeah. we were like, we're not good then because yeah. friends just tell you what you want to hear. It
0: was really getting me down. Do you remember? I do. You were like, oh, I don't think the podcast <laughs> And I is. showed my mum and she was like, fuck those fucking old cunts. <laughs> she did. She was like, they're old people. They don't understand. <laughs> As <laughs> like, always, your mum, MVP. Like, I was like, mum, you're old. She's like, I know. But like, they're old people. They don't get it. They're there for, like, case file, a teacher's pet. That's not what you guys are doing. Yeah. And she was angry because she saw that I was sad. Yes. But then people started reviewing. The best thing that's ever happened. And and joining our group and getting us and we just can't thank you enough. We really can't because we've just had such a good time and we just genuinely
1: really like chatting to you guys in the group. Mm. We genuinely think you're all hilarious and...
0: We share Amazing really people. interesting things. You do.
1: Like no one has been shit
0: yet. No one's been shit.
1: Which is just nice. We thought we'd get trolls.
0: We've gotten zero trolls so I far. I remember like our first, one of our first people that asked to join the group that wasn't one of our friends yeah. and was a man. We were like... He's either a troll or he's going to kill us. And he actually ended up being really lovely and contributing to the group. Yes, I remember that. It's been amazing. I'm not going to name him because I don't want him to be offended that we thought that he was going to kill us. But he's been amazing. Everyone's been amazing. We love you and we'll definitely be doing more. Oh, yeah, don't even
1: worry. Like we're going to be back within within the month. Yeah, we just, just need a short break. Yeah, it's just, it's like, you know, it's coming up to Christmas here and... Mm. We just need
0: to have a little quick break to like do normal shit, and yep. then we'll be back on our murder bullshit again. We will be talking murder, crime, mysteries, supernatural stuff. Yes, there's heaps of cases that we we want to do that you guys have requested. Mister Cruel, Kelly Lane, Pilbara P- Princess, or Pilbara
1: Princess Pillager, Pillager Princess, place, even. Different Not place, even the Pilbara. We're
0: <laughs> in the Pillager instead. Different place. Um Snowtown, Snowtown, um, Claremont. Yep, so many. There's so many. There's um, so many heaps.
1: Murder does not stop. Murder doesn't sleep. Uh, Mysteries don't sleep.
0: Westall UFO. The Min Min lights. There's heaps. So
1: many. Devil's Pool. Yep. I also have to tell you guys that me and Josie are about three wines deep. Oh here. yeah. We've it's turned into the all Aussie. Aussie the, The All Aussie Aussie Drunk Mystery Hour in this last few episodes. All
0: Aussie Mystery Happy Hour. Yeah. As always, like us, subscribe
1: on iTunes. (laughs) On Instagram. (laughs) On Instagram. We don't have an Instagram. We have a Facebook page. Should we start an
0: Instagram? I was going to ask you this. Well, what are we going to do on it? Well, we can share the same things we share in the I mean, I don't want to manage it. No, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Okay,
1: scrap it. I feel the group is enough. Everyone loves the group. The group is great. No Instagram. So come join the group. There's no Instagram.
0: There's no Instagram. Don't. Go on Instagram.
1: Go to Pedestrian TV's Facebook page and find All Aussie Mystery Hour as a group and join if you haven't already.
0: Yeah, we'll accept you in lightning fast time. Record
1: time. Record time. Uh, Also, yeah, hit us up on iTunes, subscribe. Tell your friends. listen to the episode, subscribe. It helps us. Yeah,
0: it does. Tell your mates tell your friends, like, be like me and say, here, just give me a phone. I'll type it into the podcast yes. app. I'll find it and I'll just hit subscribe for you. I'm going to help you mm. by being a controlling That's psycho. what I do to yes. people that
1: I barely know. I think my entire life could be summed up with, I will help you by being a controlling <laughs> psycho. Really? <laughs> so yeah, we, but we love you guys. Thank you so much for everything. You've been amazing. Now, Josie's going to start crying because I can see it. She's looking emotional. But we genuinely just love doing this. It's like our highlight of our life. And um, <laughs> she's fucking crying. I'm not, I did it. I'm I made not her crying. cry. I made Josie cry. But yeah, anyway, that's the end of the mushy, mm. mushy, mushy? Mushy. Mushy hour.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. Because you know what? You said something before. Uh oh. You said the word psychos. Yeah. And you know what these people are here for? Psychos. For us to talk about actual psychos. And you are
1: today. I've got the golden <laughs> Australian psycho. We
0: thought we'd end like season finale mm-hmm. has got to be something gold. It and does. this is gold.
1: The, it's a big one. It's a big um, fish. You know
0: how last episode we talked about Wolf Creek?
1: Peter Falconio.
0: And Peter Falconio and. You know, Wolf Creek's a really famous Aussie horror movie, and then it became a TV show. And it says it's inspired by true events or based on true events. Based on
1: true events, I think.
0: And so, basically, the filmmakers combined the Peter Falconio case with Ivan Milat and the Backpacker Murders. And that's what Mel's doing today. I which sure am. Maybe wasn't the best one to do while three sheets to the wind.
1: Also, it's right- grim. Also, right before I go on a fucking Aussie road trip. And that's why I'm emotional because
0: you're going on the road
1: trip, you're yeah. leaving me. <laughs> so tomorrow I'm going on a three-month road trip
0: mm-hmm.
1: around Australia.
0: Don't put any more details that's in this That's the episode. end of the details
1: that you guys get so that in case the serial killers are listening, mm-hmm. uh, which is insanely batshit that we decided for the last two episodes to do literally <laughs> road trip road trip-related murders. But hey... This is hey. what we're about. We live. We live our truth, Josie. Mm-hmm. We live our truth.
0: You know, life is ugly. We're not going to shy away from the <laughs> ugliness of we've life. Turned, we've
1: gotten to the point of <laughs> drunkenness where we're just like <laughs> saying like inspired quotes.
0: Yeah, I'm but like so sorry getting sorry to them wrong to this. I'm, but sorry. I'm not sorry.
1: I'm not sorry. This is what you came yeah, here for. This it's what episode you love.
0: fucking twenty. By now, you know what you're here for. You know what you're fucking
1: here for. And you know also, what I mean you. This is what you like about us. <laughs> Yeah,
0: you've been here for 19 episodes of Mayhem. (laughs) In the first one, which I haven't even dared to listen to again because I'm so fucking nervous. Stressful. And meek and polite but I realised so many people start from the start. So, so many people listened to that episode. And it was me going, um, the Beaumont kids. Um, and now we're sitting here <laughs> fucking throwing wine around the room. <laughs> Just saying, who fucking cares? Who cares? I don't care. <laughs> I don't even know if that's real.
1: Who knows if that was true? I might get arrested tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Police, so we've really, police
1: are annoying me. <laughs> we've
0: really come a long way. But, no. in, but in a very real way, we haven't. At all. Haven't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are still oh, terrible. Yeah. We're so bad. But anyway, yes, I'm doing the Backcracker Murders the slash... what? <laughs> the did back- you say Backcracker? No, the Backpacker oh. Murders. The Backpacker Murders slash Ivan Malat. hmm You'd think there's no mystery here, Josie, but you would be wrong.
0: Because, okay, there were murders, but he's in jail. Where's the mystery, Mel?
1: Well, he's never admitted to the murders. <gasps> he's consistently denied it. hmm And when we get to the theories... There's some murky elements. There's some murky elements. Not to say that he didn't participate in the murders because I think he 100% was involved,
0: but. Maybe he went down for someone else's idea. That's not where I was going necessarily, oh, okay. but I'm not going to tell you till the end. Okay, because that would you be pointless. From Let's the beginning. start from the start.
1: We're going to start on the 19th of September, 1992. Mm-hmm. Two runners were orienteering. Let's just start there. Orienteering is bullshit. Never do it. It's stupid. You do it What at are school. you doing? What are you doing with your life? Yeah. What are you doing with your life?
0: What if we've got some listeners that are really into orienteering and you've offended them? Well, because you're my friend because you're in the
1: group, mm. obviously, if you're listening <laughs> to us, then I love you and I support your orienteering interest <laughs> just like I support... <laughs> Like my sister who has never seen any of the Matrix movies and refuses to even though they're amazing. Yeah,
0: that's weird. Yep.
1: She's never seen them. She won't see them. Do you, what do you support of mine that's weird? Your stupid footy cards that you keep yes, buying. And Josie keeps buying these footy cards. She spends $5 a pop Excuse every me, time she goes. $3. Okay. <laughs> $3 for a weird packet of footy cards. Yeah. And then she gets excited when she gets her team.
0: Yeah. But that's She's like one 33 years old in the packet and then I just throw the other packets It's not Tazo years, okay? It's not the Tazo <sighs> years of our youth. I've got an addictive personality. now.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, the point is. Orienteering is dumb, but if you like it and you're our friend because you're in the group, which means you're my friend,
0: Mm.
1: I support you. Okay, that's nice. The orienteering in Belangelo State Forest in New South Wales, they found a decaying corpse Mm. on their travels. That is not what you want to find on orienteering. No, that's not why you orienteer. You're not
0: orienteering to find a decaying corpse, I can tell you that much. so many of these decaying corpses are found by just really wholesome people. Well, this is the that thing. are out bushwalking or orienteering or camping or walking their dog. It's never like, oh, I was down the bush fucking punching a bomb <laughs> and then I tripped over an arm. You know
1: what I mean? They're doing wholesome.
0: They're always doing G- something wholesome activities. and that's what kills me.
1: I know, I know. And <laughs> and like it stresses me out because I quite like bushwalking. Same, I love a hike. I love a hike. Love I'm it. I'm not a hike. Let's be let's clarify that. I don't want to climb shit. I want everything to have a path mm. or a rail.
0: Oh, wow. That's um, just strolling, man. No. No. Please
1: fuck off because you do not climb rock faces there. There's no path or designated. I don't designated. go rock
0: climbing, but I go hiking where, like, I got 200 metres into a hike and burst into tears in Hawaii. <laughs> I said to Julian, I can't do this. And he had to, like, literally talk me off the ledge. And then I did it. It's one of the hardest hikes
1: in the world oh okay well then fair enough that's Mm. why you cried it's okay to cry it's the hardest hike it's not okay to cry (laughs) when it's like the Bondi to bronte no that's
0: (laughs) that's a stroll that's a a
1: stroll that's not a hike but i mean like i'll go to the blue mountains and do the three hour round trip bullshit but i'm not gonna like go off off the grid and like try and make my own way no i don't like that
0: i'm somewhere in between
1: yeah well anyway these guys are like orienteering Mm. they find a decaying corpse the next day, police Ugh. constables Suzanne Roberts and Roger Go found a second body only 30 metres away from the first. Right. Police quickly confirmed the bodies were of Caroline Clark and Joanne Walters, who disappeared from King's Cross in April 1992. hmm So it's like six months earlier-ish. Walters had been stabbed 14 times, four in the chest, one in the neck, and nine in the back. Ugh. The stab wounds to her spine would have paralyzed her, which, if you've seen Wolf Creek, oh, yeah, immediate connection. Yeah. And that is like my most hated scene in that movie. And yeah. It's, oh, my God. It's so it's horrific. It's so fucked. And it's, and it's, you know what else it is? It's like, um, it's like when you think about being murdered or like someone killing you, which you obviously do mm. if you're interested in true crime, because hello, Always that's think all about we're it. thinking mm. about. Um. I think about the worst things that could happen. <sighs> and I just feel like, Being paralysed so that your brain is active and you know what's happening, but... That's horrible. You can't actually escape. You have no means of escape. You're done. That's it. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, awful. You can't fight back or, yeah. Yeah. Awful.
1: Caroline Clark had been walked 10 metres away and shot 10 times in the head while blindfolded by her jumper, and the police believe she'd been used as target practice. So this is, like, fucked up shit. That is so messed up. It makes me really angry...
0: I didn't know. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, no,
1: no, no. There's so much I didn't know. Like, I knew, like... Like, I just knew people dead in the forest. Like, anyone listening to this who's Australian would know of the Backpacker Murders and Ivan Malat, I feel. But the details, like, fucked me up a bit.
0: Yeah. Also, Belanglo State Forest, Mm. quite away from King's Cross.
1: Yeah. Well, so Belanglo... Sorry, yes. I should give some background yeah. on the location. Just a gentle hint there well, that
0: we do have some international fans.
1: <laughs> we do. We do have F- some At least fans. five. <laughs> We've at least got five international fans that would like to know where Belangolo is. It's 15 kilometres southwest of Berrimar, mm. which is probably like, I go to Berrimar, I <laughs> sound like such a weirdo. I said this before about Berrimar. I go there like often, but it's not like often like every week. It's like.
0: It's just a place you've visited yeah. many times in your life. Yeah, it's a really cute town and it's very yeah.
1: popular for like, Sydney siders to go as a like little weekend vacation. Yeah, it's like
0: me as a Newcastle person with like Port Stephens, Nelson Bay, Shoal Mm -hmm. Bay. Love it.
1: Yeah, it's like an hour and a half away. It's like not too far, but far enough that you get out of Sydney vibes. So basically, near Sydney but not near enough. When you're
0: driving to Canberra from Sydney, you go past like signs that say Belangolo State Forest. Yeah, it's kind. of I remember my dad going, "Ooh, yes, that's where Ivan Milat killed all those people." Once again, parents are fucked. Like dad, great. Now I'm fucking terrified. Ten years old in the car, thanks, Dad. If it's not Mum's telling us about no. Luna Park, <laughs> or there's fucking Michael Chamberlain, yeah, it's, it's Dad's. dads. <laughs> <laughs> the Dad's. <laughs> okay, back to the serious
1: sad sh- shit. Mm. Groups of wounds along the back of her head and the side, sa- either side, kind of hinted at that. So basically, the target practice. Yeah, the target practice. <sighs> I know. I hate it. I actually get so angry. Anyway, over the next five days, police obviously searched the forest thoroughly because they're like, what the fuck? Mm. They found no further evidence or bodies. At this point, investigators ruled out the possibility of further discoveries in the forest, so they sort of thought this was kind of it. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) But then on October 1993, so Mm. this is a year later, Local man Bruce Pryor found a human skull and femur bone in a remote section of the forest. So Belangelo really big. Yeah, that's It's not thing. small. Yeah. And it's like so a little know. park. Like it's yeah. Impressive. And I don't know how to explain our forests to overseas forests. I mean, I guess I feel like overseas does have forests like this. It's like I've been to, what's the one in America that's full of re- like activity? You know, like the ac- it's like what? and it's in like. Yogi Bear, Yellowstone, Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> National Park. Well, yeah, like national parks, forests, same fucking mm. shit, you know. Um, Yellowstone is fucking massive. It spans. Oh yeah, two three states. I yeah. think,
0: and it's like down in Tassie. Basically, all of it is national park. Yeah, like what eighty five
1: percent of it, or something exactly. insane. Exactly. So it's that kind of thing where it's like police can do what they can do, mm, but, but, but they cannot fast. sift through every yeah. needle in a haystack. Centimetre. Yeah. So, it's not weird that it took a year for this oh guy to God, find no. this
0: at all. And he was probably doing something wholesome, might I
1: add. Probably. It doesn't say, but probably. I, I believe Bruce Pryor was just hanging out,
0: probably. Bruce was probably a sweet person.
1: Well, here's another thing. People go to Belanglo and do mushroom foraging, which mm. is, I would never eat a mushroom from there.
0: It's no. definitely going to have human remains. probably grew out of the bloody eye it. socket of one of Ivan my
1: 1,000% it did. People. But, like, people do that shit. They like to do that shit. Wholesome. Anyway. He goes to the police, good man. Yep. They find two more bodies. <sighs> they identify them as Deborah Everest and James Gibson, a young couple from Victoria. <sighs> They'd been traveling to Confest, a music festival near Albury. And mm-hmm. it's really sad because Deborah's mother, Patricia, had actually, she spoke to someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. I try to actually put all my sources in, but this time I don't know. So I'm sorry, but I don't know who she spoke to. She
0: spoke to someone.
1: She spoke to someone about it. uh, Said this, and I quote, she said, she's talking about Deborah. Okay. I'll be back in three days and I'll clean those outside windows for you. Mm. Not that she was a great one for helping around the house. And it's really Mm. sad because it's like she's obviously saying this after the fact and it's sort of like she was just so chill about it and it's what we always talk about Josie about like hindsight and just normal things and you wouldn't even expect anything to go wrong.
0: Yeah and it's that thing of like you'd forgive her for anything just to have her back. I know. The mum was probably like oh my god she was terrible around the house. I know
1: and she was probably thinking that at the time. But honestly
0: I'd wash the windows every day for the rest of my life if I could just have her
1: back. I know. So sad. So James Gibson's skeleton had eight stab wounds and a large knife had cut through his upper spine, causing paralysis. So now we're starting to see correlation to the previous victims.
0: So they could link them.
1: Yes. The wounds to his back and chest would have punctured his heart and lungs. (laughs) Awful. Deborah had been badly beaten and her skull was fractured in two pieces, her jaw broken, and knife marks were found in her forehead, which is like shit was not good. So fucked up. Yeah. In her forehead? In her forehead. She'd been stabbed once in the back as well. Prior to this, police had found Deborah's backpack and camera on the side of the road in Galston Gorge, which is in Sydney's northern suburbs, so that kind of confused them at first. Mm.
0: So, wait, they found that a while before they found their bodies?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like they'd found, like, so these, like, yeah, these people had been missing for, like, not an insanely significant amount of time because they're obviously travelling and mm. it's the 90s so it's not like we have social media. I'll text you, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like we have to remember this is like early 90s and it's pre-Facebook, it's pre-Instagram, it's pre-texting mm. so it's kind of like, like my sister, for example, she's travelling around Europe and she's being such a shit mm. and she just like messages us every few days on Facebook
0: mm. and so
1: it's like I feel like if she, if it was 1993, she'd yeah. be calling us once a month kind yes. of vibes, you yeah. Know? So And yeah. it's kind of like, oh, these crazy kids off on their adventure. Exactly. And it's like it's, it's long distance and they have to go get a phone card to yeah, call and then go yeah. to the pay phone and mm. do that shit. So, yeah. Then on the 1st of November 1993, so now we're two months after their bodies have been found, a skull was found in a clearing of the forest by Police Sergeant Jeff Trichter. The skull was identified as Simone Schmiedel from Germany, who had last been seen hitchhiking on the 20th of January
0: 1991.
1: <sighs> Clothing was also found at the scene, but it wasn't Schmiedel's. It was identified as Anja Habsheeds. Sorry. She was another missing backpacker. Schmiedel had been stabbed eight times and two had
0: severed her spine oh, so we're my like all the connections God. are like stop ranking. with the spine stabbing I
1: know just stop spine stabbing people I don't
0: care for it at all no
1: nah. Habsheed's body was discovered on the 3rd of November along with her boyfriend's Gabor Newbauer, in shallow graves 50 meters apart so remember her clothes had been found yes. with Simone's yeah but her body was found
0: <sighs>
1: a couple of days later Newbauer's parents had flown to Australia in search for their son and his girlfriend because they hadn't heard from them for months. I so don't they were like already it. in Australia. It was really sad. I don't like it. It's really sad. And you know what I think we do with, with backpackers? Because we have a lot of backpackers traveling around Australia all the time. They love it. And you forget. I don't know if it's. It's like. Everyone seems like their own entity, I think, because it's like, oh, well, you're from Italy. It's like you're just here and you're from Italy and mm. you forget that, like, these people have families at home yeah. and they contact their families, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and that are worrying about them. Yeah, so it's not all Peter funny. Peter Falcone, okay, how their parents were worried about them coming here. Yeah, apparently. Because, yeah, yeah it's so far away. It's so far away from Absolutely. the rest of the world. And especially in the 90s, mm-hmm. like at least Joanne Lee's in... You how know, I said she went to the internet, mm-hmm. you know, at least it was the internet, but still she had to go to a library to email her mum. Yeah, it's not on your phone. It's not on her phone. So it's even worse back in the 90s and think about people that were traveling in the 70s and when you're traveling, you're just like, yeah, but we're here living our lives. Yes. And that's sometimes really hard to, you know, when someone doesn't call you enough and you're like, I'm here worrying about you. Yeah. But they're just like over there. Having a good time, and that's probably what these people's parents were probably like. Okay, yep, they're having yep. a good time. Again, now I'm worried. It's yep. been you know months. Exactly, that's not normal. They wouldn't yes. do that. Yes, it's us. like.
1: And the sad thing is, it's like you would go as long as you could, just being like, "It's probably fine. It's probably fine." Until the point where you like panic.
0: You know? Yeah, that's so sad.
1: Side note, I'm obviously going to be texting you every day when I'm on
0: my road trip yes, because you're going to be freaking out. I'm already worried. You are. About you. So I want – and your family would want regular check-ins. Well, yeah, they're already getting their own check-ins. But and it is, you it is 2000 and – what year is it? 18. It's 2000 2000- <laughs> – and we have, you know, Facebook and phones. Yes. And there's great reception in some areas. So – I need regular check-ins, please and thank you. Absolutely. So Habsheed's
1: head had been decapitated, oh, which is fucked,
0: with one God. movement, which oh. is
1: just horrific. Oh. And she, her head had, sorry, and her head actually never was found despite extensive searching. Oh,
0: my God. I know.
1: <laughs> Neubauer had been shot in the head six times three from the base of the head, and three from the left side. All of these bodies, like all the ones I've spoken about, Mm. had been deliberately placed face down with their hands behind their backs. To every single body? Yes. How many are we up to now? Can Um, we just do a quick little audit? I think it's six. Six. It's six. They were all found in Mm. kind of pairs, yeah. Maybe it's it's seven. No, I think it's seven. Because there was a couple and another girl. Well, there's Simone Schmiedel. Yeah, then the couple, which is Anya and her boyfriend, Gay War.
0: Yeah, I think it's seven. I think it's seven. Because it was two. Well, it's seven
1: all up. Yes, yeah, so it is definitely seven. Wow, that maths is not our strong suit. It I'm really so isn't.
0: It's not. As I've said before, we're serious journalists and we're word people, not number people. We both failed maths, probably. I didn't even do maths. There you go. So the bodies were
1: found, all of them, face down, hands behind their backs, and they were covered with a, this is so fucking creepy by a pyramid of sticks and ferns. So I was what reading the hell? Yeah, and I was reading one account and it was like somebody that had been at the scene, and it was like they're literally taking off this like bigger pyramid, and then there was like a smaller one. So it was like a really weird and ritualistic murders. It was very true detective season one. But yes. Remember oh, you know?
0: near the tree and which P.S. if you haven't seen, fucking Barking. Go watch that right now. Stop the podcast. Yeah. I know you love us. Yeah. And this is fascinating, but just press bloody stop. You can come back. And go and find True detect- only Season one only. Don't watch season two. It's shit. Although there's a line in season two that stuck with me. I don't think I've even seen it. Rachel McAdams' character says the key difference, oh, I'm paraphrasing, mm. the key difference between the sexes is that one can kill the other with their bare hands. <sighs> and as a woman, don't you just feel that? Yeah, I feel that. <sighs> I love it.
1: I really do. I mean, it's
0: fucked. But that, the rest of it's shit. Don't bother. Yeah. Colin Farrell's quite, like, sexy in it. Yes. But, and Rachel McAdams is a boss. Like, we yeah. love her. But season one only. Yes. Continue. So, Pyramid of Sticks and Ferns. Fucked. Forensic studies
1: showed that they had each suffered stab wounds to the torso. Mm -hmm. And that the killer had spent considerable time with the victims both during and after the murders because there were campsites that were found close to the location of each body, which is really – this is what really upsets me is like all murder is bad. All of it is bad, right? To me, the worst kind is when these fucking psychopaths play with their victims. It's like like when we were reading I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Yeah. And – as we've talked about extensively, read it. maybe in this
0: podcast. I don't know, because we talked about Strange Beside Me. But you've got to read I'll Be Yeah, going Michelle the dark.
1: McNamara, like, oh, fucking, God, she just up. did the most amazing job. Anyway, so this book. Um, it's
0: about the Golden State Killer, which is the name she came up with because she and police realised that a few different nicknamed offenders were the same person. So yes. she gave them an umbrella name. Yes. And one of his, what's <sighs> that thing you say? Um, M, like his MO, mo, like his signatures. Yes, his mo. She,
1: Josie watches forensic files. She knows more than me about murders. Is was to like let mm. the person that they've already raped I hate it, just be like tied up and lying there, and think that they've gone. Like hours have passed, and then scare them by just being like,
0: <gasps> yeah, something. He'd you know, literally like, make his footsteps go away and close the door, and then he'd creep back in, and then she, they'd think that he'd gone. And then he would like knock a glass off a bench or something. It's horrific. Like it's I that just psychological. Those people are still alive. But did you finish the Ted Bundy Stranger no, Society? He admitted eventually. Sorry, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. That he would go back and visit the corpses, and he was an necrophile. Yeah. As well as being a fucking serial killer and doing terrible things to people, he'd also go back and interfere with the bodies, which it's is so just fucked. like you've already killed this person. Just leave them and be. thrown them into the bush, which is the, that's so like you disrespected this person already and then you can't even let them rest. Yeah. You're going back to do things or you're hanging around like in this case. Like, it's horrific. Like you it's think murder so can't get any worse? It can.
1: Yeah, it absolutely can. So then in 1993, a woman known as Mary called the police hotline that had been set up. And Mm -hmm. she said in 1977, her and her friend Therese were hitchhiking as 18-year-olds and they accepted a lift from Liverpool in Sydney, which is a suburb of Sydney.
0: Western Sydney?
1: Yes. To their Canberra home from a man who was, quote, in his early 30s with, quote, black straggly hair. Mm -hmm. South of Mittagong, which is midway, I would say. He stopped to buy petrol and then turned right off the Hume Highway, which is the big highway that runs down between Sydney and Canberra, Mm -hmm. saying it was a shortcut to Canberra. Then he turned onto a dirt track minutes Mm. later, stopped the car, opened the boot and the bonnet for some reason, grabbed Mary and said, okay, girls, who is first? I know, it's terrifying. It's literally my
0: worst nightmare. It's an actual nightmare. Mary, because
1: she's a fucking boss, punched him.
0: (laughs) She's like Mick with the
1: shark. I know. And then she and Therese she ran into the bush. Him. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm so impressed. I love Mary. They ran into the bush and they lay there for several hours like <gasps> Joanne Lees. Joanne
0: Lees. hmm Boss.
1: Uh, also a boss. Until he gave up looking for them. <sighs> and then they actually managed to find a farmhouse and ended <sighs> up being safe. But they didn't report it to the police.
0: Why not? Um, I don't know.
1: And maybe because they were so young. They were just freaked yeah. out. And
0: I guess, like, sometimes I'm like, look, if it's already happened.
1: Yeah, they kind of maybe. And, like, and
0: I can't remember anything, but he had straggly hair. Like, what can they do, almost? I know.
1: So Therese also called the hotline independently oh, of all things. Oh, And right. their statements matched. So okay. police were like, something's yep. going on here. Mm-hmm. So then in March 1994, they were shown a series of pictures that included Ivan Malat and his brother Richard Malat. Therese pointed to Ivan and said his brows and the shape of his mm. face were similar. And then she said Richard's face triggered a memory. Mm-hmm. So this kind of put Malat into the like mm. mix of s- suspects, I guess.
0: You know. How did you don't know this? So I'm Just gonna ask, ask it. me. Ask me. How did they end up in that photo lineup? Well, I actually, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. I do actually fucking oh know that. God. Can you believe it? I mean, I wasn't discrediting you. No. Josie likes
1: to ask me questions.
0: I do, but because you hadn't mentioned how, I just didn't know if that was mm. a fact that you knew, but you know. so I I'm actually do know, but I'm gonna, unfold. I'll
1: get to it when I'm talking oh, my please, theories please. to do with Ivan Milat. Yeah. Then, 13th of November
0: 1993,
1: mm-hmm. police were called by Paul Onions. Ugh. Greatest name
0: <laughs> in the it? history... Paul Onions. ...of names. Like... Like, you know how people are called Cooper and it means they made barrels or whatever. Yes. Like how do you become onions? You grow onions. Did you grow onions? Is that it? You absolutely must have grown but onions. wouldn't you just be Paul Farmer?
1: Yeah, well I
0: love it. I love, I love it, it very much. I just
1: love it. So he's a UK resident. Oh, he, you're a Mason. I'm a, yeah, well, I'm a Mason. Mm. I think my past was
0: stonemasons. Do you know what Rosenberg means? What? Mountain of Roses. That's pretty. Isn't that the most beautiful thing ever? What does Clark ever? mean? Oh, like a Clark, like someone that like takes records of things. Okay, well let's just How go. How boring. Rosenberg. But Mountain of Roses. Beautiful. <laughs> Mountain of
1: Roses, beautiful. Beautiful, amazing. Back to
0: the ugliness I of Ivan been... Milat. <laughs>
1: yes. Okay, so Paul Onions, thirteenth of November nineteen ninety three. He was a UK resident who had been backpacking for se- several years before that in Australia. And he'd accepted a ride south from Sydney. Looking for some fruit picking, which is the thing that backpackers do here. It extends your visa, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, you
0: can do the working holiday mm-hmm. like um, Peter and Joanne did.
1: Yeah. P.S. Fruit picking. What a job. I, yep. would, I would do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think you guys, it's fun. It sounds fun. Yeah. That's
0: an aside. If you're an international listener, come and do it. Come and do it. Then join the group. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone here will murder you. No. We won't murder you. No. We don't have
1: fruit picking farms though, so... That's not helping you. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So Paul Onions <laughs> is here. He's looking for fruit picking. He gets in this car with a man known only as, inverted commas, Bill,
0: mm-hmm. on the
1: 25th of January, 1980. So we're going back.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Well, yeah, we're just going back to the 80s now.
0: Yeah. Well, well cause because we're in the 70s. Yeah, Therese and Mary. Therese and
1: Mary were in the 70s. So it's just kind of like piecing together some stuff to put Ivan Malat into the mix, like you just yes. asked me.
0: Exactly, into the police interests. You know when they say person of interest? Yes.
1: Here's a quote that I don't know where it's from because I didn't write it down because I'm a terrible human being. You know what?
0: This was like we had to smash out a couple more episodes. <laughs> I
1: don't feel like this is an excuse for like not crediting <laughs> these poor serious journalists.
0: These are the same, these are obviously from mm. the
1: same story because they look like the same text. But anyway, I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what Paul Onion said yeah. to someone. He told me he was called Bill and seemed a genuine and friendly man. After we set off in his four-wheel drive, I talked about my family and plans in Australia and he chatted about the sort of work he did. He was quite cagey about his job and all he would tell me was that he spent a lot of time on the road. He was about an hour into the journey and I noticed Bill's attitude change like a Jekyll and Hyde character. I started to feel very nervous. My worst fears became a reality when the man I later knew as Ivan (gasps) Malat... stopped the vehicle close to the entrance to Belangelo State (gasps) Forest. No. He stepped out of the car and told me he was looking for some cassettes under the seat. Cassettes, very 80s. Yeah. I felt slightly suspicious, so I followed him out of the car using the excuse that I needed to stretch my legs. But he started to get agitated. After a couple of minutes, we both got back in the car, but seconds later, Malak got out again and started rummaging under the seat.
0: No, stop rummaging.
1: I know. Before I had a chance to question him, he pulled out a black revolver <gasps> and pointed the gun straight at me. Oh. So he then tied Onion's hands with some rope, mm. and, but he escaped while Bill shot at him, oh. and he flagged down a motorist called Joanne Berry, who then reported the assault to the police as well. So Paul Onion's statement was backed by Berry's statement. Yep. And so Ivan Milat, based off of these, you know, multiple reports, was mm-hmm. put into the mix essentially. So that's probably how he got put into the mix for the girls, right? Yep. But basically, yeah, this is how his name kind of got into it. So, let's talk about Ivan Malat.
0: Yeah, who is who Ivan is Milat? he? I watched a fabulous doco, which I've mentioned in the group. Is
1: it the doco or is it called Catching Malat and it's the movie?
0: No, it wasn't the movie. Fuck, I was
1: going to talk about the movie soon, but yes, tell me about no, the doco. I'm not
0: going to like really go into it because I can't really remember, but it was weird. It was like, it was one of my first, like, a share house, but with friends. And for some reason we were like, you know, you don't really watch free-to-air TV, mm. Yeah, and I don't know why, but we watched it. it was like a multiple part doco, and we were just fascinated by it. I think it was like after Underbelly was on, mm. and they were like before or after Underbelly. Watch this Ivan Light thing; it was so fascinating. Went into all his family, everything, and it really painted a picture. Yeah, but like he's fucked. But anyway,
1: he's, continue. He is so Tell fucked. us why he's fucked. Born in Guildford, New South Wales, in 1944. He's the fifth of 14 children. Is he that
0: old? 44? 1944?
1: Yeah. Fifth of 14 children. Mm. And he was employed as a road worker at the time of all of this stuff happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he became a suspect early on because police knew he'd served prison time in
0: 1971,
1: mm. where he picked up two 18-year-old hitchhikers. Loves a hitchhiker. Margaret and Greta in Liverpool and offered to drive them to Canberra this is before, this is before. Wow, okay. Um, Therese before. and, inverted and commas, Mary. Mary. He took them to a secluded spot near Goulburn. Because Liverpool and Canberra are very far apart. This is a multiple hour trip. Yeah, and it's really interesting that he'd got these girls in 1971 and then in 1977 it was, inverted commas, Mary. Mary. And Therese. Yeah. So they're definitely not the same because I was like, ooh, am I confusing the two no, things? Like no, thing. mm-hmm. it was a thing. It was an MO. Well, it was definitely an MO and then it was the same suburbs, which is really mm. interesting. Anyway, former Detective Clive Smalls, who was part of Task Force AIR, which was the task force set up to catch Ivan Millat, wrote for Sydney Morning Herald in 2014 about the events of this 1971 case. And he said, quote, at first Ivan said that he wanted to make love to both women. But when they rejected him, he threatened them with two knives, saying, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kill the both of you. You won't scream when I cut your throats, will you? Either one of you has sex sex with me or I will kill you both. Greta pleaded with Ivan to drive away and leave them alone, but Margaret agreed to have sex with him if he didn't carry out his threat to kill them. Ivan then raped Margaret, telling Greta, don't watch us look out for any cars coming. And it really... I fucking hate, I fucking hate rape so much. I mean, obviously everyone does, but like the reason it's so fucked is like as a woman, as much as you don't want to admit this, many
0: men are stronger than you. Yep, well, like Rachel McAdams said. Yes. They're capable of killing us with their bare hands. And so it's like... And women are amazing. You can be as feminist as you fucking want and you can, as a little girl, you're now told you can do anything you want. And you you can can go and be the prime minister. We've had a female prime minister. Like, you can go and do anything. We've got more rights now than we ever had. Yes. But at the base level, they're stronger than us.
1: Yes, for the most part. Like, I mean, you can obviously go and be a bodybuilder and you can be stronger than a lot of men. And, like... I've definitely dated people who I could be stronger than, but then I've also dated people that are a hundred percent stronger than me. And it's quite scary mm. because this is the thing with rape, is that like you go, Okay, what's my best option here? Mm. Like, I totally understand why Margaret did what she did, because it's like, Okay, <sighs>
0: like I'd rather live. This is my situation you know? now, and you're probably and gonna was, overpower you know, me anyway. And my friends here. Are we both going to die or am I just going to fucking let him, this creep, do this? Exactly. We've just got this vulnerability. And it's like with Joanne, how she yelled out of the car, are you going to rape me? To Bradley John Murdoch. Yeah. Because that's where your mind goes. It is. If your boyfriend's been killed and you've been tied up, you're like, well, I know what's going to happen now. And police did find that that's what he was planning to do with her. Yeah. It's awful. It's and a shitty up. thing about being a woman. It is. It's insanely Ugh, shitty. God. I could rant about it for hours. Anyway, Margaret so they, is an angel.
1: Yes. So they also knew that Ivan and his brother Richard Malat worked on the road gang. So you mm. remember I said that he mm-hmm, was a road mm-hmm. worker. So they knew about that between Sydney and Melbourne. They also knew that he owned a property near Belanglo.
0: Hmm.
1: And he had sold a Nissan patrol shortly after the discovery of Clark and Walter's bodies. So there was some sus shit going on with Ivan Milat. P.S. Segway, I'm going to tell you about a story of a person that I know mm. who remained remain nameless because I remember asking if I could talk about this story and they said. Absolutely not. Well, they said they, were, <laughs> no, they wouldn't say no. They were just kind of like, oh, but like awkward about it. Basically, yeah. their dad lived in the vicinity of where Ivan Malat lived. Or mm. well, where he had this property that was near Belanglo, so it was mm-hmm. out near Golden somewhere. Yeah, and they sold a gun to him before all of this happened, obviously. So mm. and before and
0: before our gun laws became really strict. Absolutely. Which was after. Port Arthur. ninety six? 96, sorry, 96. 96, yeah.
1: So this is before all of that. Mm. Just farmer to farmer, kind of vibes. Oh yeah. Yep. Um,
0: not which is wild. Yeah, just for like shooting. Pests, not or humans.
1: Sheep. Yeah, not humans, definitely not mm. humans. So, yeah, so that's wild. Also, acquaintances told police about Malat's obsession with weapons. Mm-hmm. So, basically, this yeah, was all
0: in that Docker I watched as well, like a real obsession with guns. Yep. Yes,
1: yes. So, then on the 5th of May 1994, Onions, loving love so much, positively identified Malat as Bill. Mm hmm. So then Ivan Milat was arrested on the twenty second of May nineteen ninety-four at his home in Eaglevale with fifty police surrounding the premises, <sighs> including heavily armed officers from the tactical operations unit. So it was wow. like a big fucking deal. Because they
0: knew he had some stuff. Yeah, on they him. were like they mm. were like
1: ninety-nine point nine nine percent sure at this point, I reckon. Also the homes belonging belonging to his brothers Richard, Alex, Boris, Walter, and Bill. He had yeah. a brother called Bill. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: The show is really about his family.
1: Yeah. They were also searched by over 300 police. Mm. Ivan Malat's home had a cache of weapons, including parts of a twenty two point twenty two calibre rifle that matched the murder weapon type, mm-hmm. plus clothing, camping equipment and cameras belonging to several of the victims.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: so he was pretty much up Shoot Creek without a paddle.
0: Can I just ask, no bullets were found at the scenes, though? Um, I
1: don't know things about guns. They found casings and stuff so that's why they
0: match the murder weapon so it's called policing your brass if you don't collect your stuff yeah okay you're not policing your brass so that like the casings like the bullets they can literally match to the gun Mm. the casings are less conclusive interesting Mm. how do you know that forensic files No, just years of being a fucking sicko and watching (laughs) (laughs) crime shows and both fictional and real. Just me being a fucked up bitch. (laughs) Just being a weirdo. (laughs) Reading crime books. But I loved I like to say policing your brass about everything. Like if someone like leaves a skid mark in the toilet, I'm like, you didn't police your brass like (laughs) Oh my god, I'm gonna start using that. Yeah, or if you're at the movies and you leave your Coca Cola cup in the thing, I'm like, police your brass. Because basically cleaning up after yourself. Yeah. So they originally charged, char- <laughs> they originally
1: charged Ivan Malat with robbery and weapons charges. Mm-hmm. And then after continued investigations into what they found, they charged him with the murders of the seven backpackers. He was found guilty on the 27th of July, 1996. Fuck you, Ivan Malat. Stay in fucking jail till forever. Bye, bitch. Bye. Rot. Side note, in jail, he's a bit of a little shithead. He cut off his little finger in two thousand and nine mm. with a plastic knife. Remember that. Intending to send it to the High Court after a series of unsuccessful appeals, which like, cool. Cut off all your fingers, Mate. you piece of shit. <sighs> Do whatever you fucking want. I don't give a shit. Mate, your appeals aren't gonna work. No. Because
0: you're a fucking murderous. And It's very fucking dickhead. obvious that
1: you're a murderer. Yeah. He also went on a hunger strike in twenty eleven.
0: Starved to death.
1: Because he had an unsuccessful attempt to get a PlayStation. Dole. No.
0: 2011, there were no good games out there.
1: There weren't. And also, I don't <laughs> care. I just don't care.
0: <sighs> so you, really, get a, you know what he wanted to do? Shoot people in shoot games. Probably. Shooting games. Yes. Because he couldn't go and shoot them in the fucking forest. Yes. And good that he can't,
1: frankly. So this is where the mystery comes in because obviously Ivan Milat 100% connected He's to this fucking involved. thing. He has done some shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the mystery is that several people have insinuated that there were more than one murderer.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's what this documentary did as well.
1: Yeah. So and it's this kind of thing, and this has come up recently actually mm. with this whole thing of like, was it just Ivan Milat? I mean, firstly, he's never admitted that he did anything. So yeah. there's that element, but like mm. he 150% did. Yeah. So and we've talked I don't care about, what you say,
0: Ivan Milat. We've talked about in previous episodes from our 20 episode season. I mean, do you just feel so accomplished? I'm just taking a a zesty sip of my (laughs) wine, Josie, because we're really smunty, just like we've achieved something. We have. One thing. Now one thing in our lives has been achieved. Anyway, we've talked about how people don't do the deathbed confessions or even the jail confessions because they don't have the same emotions or guilt or feelings. Mm. And I've said that even Ted Bundy kept saying I'm innocent, like literally there was so much connecting him, like it was just like, mate. And then when he really knew that he'd done his dash, because he appealed against his death sentence for years, like he was on death row for years, and he finally was like, okay, now I'll tell you some details. Yeah, But it even took him a while. So I don't think not confessing is... Oh, absolutely not. That's not enough. But I think it's like the fact that the family was quite weird, and that's what the whole doco went into. Richard Millat was kind of pointed at by those women. There's a thought that maybe it was a group of them.
1: Yes. Sorry, am I... You're almost ruining it, but you haven't yet. (laughs) So let's start with Jared Dutton, who was a ballistics expert involved in the case, and he spoke to The Independent. See, look, crediting my source. Crediting. In in 1914, 2014. (laughs) Fuck.
0: He travelled back in time. He travelled
1: back in time to talk to the Independent, which probably didn't even exist in 1914. <laughs> in 2014, he said, quote, looking purely from the firearms evidence, it's suggestive of a second person. It's not conclusive proof, I have to say, but to my way of thinking, it suggests that. And the reason he said this is because cartridge cases found near the bodies of New and Newbauer, sorry, And Anya Habshid, which were the boyfriend and girlfriend that were found that their parents came over, were from two different brands of ammunition fired from different guns.
0: Right. Which is sus. It seems weird that you would take two guns and shoot in different directions if you're 100%. It's weird. That's not something you would do. So he said, quote, there was no crossover of one type of
1: cartridge being used in another gun. One brand was used in one gun and another brand in
0: the other. So separate guns, which is, I feel like that's very unusual. It is
1: very unusual. Mm. That to me is suggestive of two people with two guns and two different boxes of ammunition. Mm -hmm. Whatever they were doing, whether they were target shooting Mm. at the time, suggests they were two different people. That's not definitive proof, Mm. but it's more probable.
0: Yes. And look, I'm with him. Same. And also, that is so fucked.
1: Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I hate all this target practice bullshit. I just hate like human target. I hate yeah. it. I hate like I said, I hate when they play with their victims. It's like you're fucked up anyway for murdering people as is. But to torment people before they die is mm-hmm. just
0: It's horrific.
1: It upsets me so much. It's I just so no one should be tormented. It's just they're not animals.
0: Mm. He also felt
1: that the two British girls were killed in markedly different ways and that was a hint that there were two killers because mm. they were. One was stabbed, one was shot, yes, remember? Yes, true. That one I don't 100% agree with because I think if he was that, that fucked up, yeah. he could have stabbed one and then been like, I'm going to fuck around with you. I'm yeah, make your and because
0: practice. I don't really want to bring this up again, but because mm-hmm. the girl that was stabbed was paralysed, mm-hmm. he could have made her watch while. Absolutely. I know it's fucked up, he, but, you know. Target practiced on her friend, which is fucked. But it's something that if you are a depraved, psychopathic human, you would think would be really funny or would get you off or whatever the fuck people do this for.
1: Well, the only other thing is then Dr. Rod Milton, who was a forensic psychiatrist used as a profiler on the case, said in the same article... When you look at Malat, he's a cold, distant person who might have fired shots into the head. He was more deliberate. He was much more rigid, whereas the other person gave the impression of being impulsive and sadistic. The nature of the action suggested two people. Mm. That's a good point. Because mm. this guy's like literally his job is to look at fucked up people the and be minds. like, what's your yeah. mind about this?
0: Yeah. But then, might I add that Paul Onions said that, Malat had a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde vibe going. True. You mildly
1: jumping ahead to oh, when sorry. we talk. No, well you're not because you're sorry, like I'm really. Well, interested. you are and you're not because you're sort of like. I guess maybe this is just a mishmash because it's the last episode, so whatever, baby. <laughs> it's just how we do it. So showbiz, baby. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh
1: God. Um, but basically, sorry. we're just discussing the theories that we believe as as they come. Mm. As they fall, because, as the chips may fall
0: as they may. Like some of our tractors have said, it's just a chat between friends. We
1: are now the teenage girls on the train except as <laughs> the drunk ones. <laughs> the so. drunk
0: teenage girls
1: on the train discussing Ivan Milat. Yes. Is there anything worse? Oh, my God. Have we even talked about your moment about yes. Ivan Milat? We have Literally talked about it before. like one
0: of the first episodes. We did. Do I love Ivan it? Milat. I screamed on a crowded bus <laughs> to my boyfriend <sighs> who had, like, quietly brought him up.
1: Oh, my God, <laughs> he said, you
0: are. He said, babe, you can't just say that. You I can't. Like, I was like, you know what I mean? I find the case interesting. And that's why I keep interjecting here because yes. it's, it's really fascinating. fascinating but it's I don't fucked. love Ivan Milat. I need to say that. I don't love the man. Do I no. need to bring up Charles Manson? Oh, me thinking mm. he was hot. Well, just your, like, <laughs> obsession. And when he died, oh yes. we were all like... <laughs> He died. We got the news here in the newsroom because we actually do have another job when <laughs> we, we write stories, articles, news articles. Yes. Pedestrian.tv is a news <laughs> website, <laughs> um, if you didn't know. So Charles Manson dies and Mel's like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> and we all had to basically ban Mel from writing the story because yeah, we knew allowed. she'd go into like a sympathetic Vibe because she just loves cults and she's just fascinated by the whole thing. It's fascination, yes. And one of our writers, Cam, was like, I'm going to take over this one. (laughs) Literally, he was like, I'm going to take this off your And he did it really straight. (laughs) And I remember the social copy was just rot. Yes. (laughs) Which you would not have written. No, I wouldn't have. We miss you.
1: (laughs) Rest in peace. Wow. Anyway, we're just fucked. Yeah. Um, Continuing on, mm. on 18th of July, 2005, Malat's former lawyer, John Marsden, P.S. Wow. Briefly, no, it's not. Oh, the day I, after that's tomorrow. what I fucking did. Okay. No, the
0: day after tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow when
1: the war tomorrow began. Tomorrow when the war began. The day after tomorrow. That's what I fucking did, Josie. I yelled it out to the office. I said, oh, my God, Malat's
0: lawyer <laughs>
1: was the writer of day after tomorrow. And they were like, no, no he's tomorrow not. tomorrow when the war began. Whatever.
0: Tomorrow when the war began. <laughs> <laughs> For our non-Aussie listeners, it's an iconic uh, YA author. It is.
1: Um, so it's but not it's the not the But it's not the iconic. It's not John Marsden, the iconic YA author <laughs> at all. Um, he set, he made a deathbed statement, John Marsden did, in which he claimed that Malat had been assisted by his sister, Shirley <laughs> Sawyer, who <sighs> died in 2003. In the killings of two of the British backpackers, the two—sorry, the two British backpackers—that's
0: so rare. Yes, I know. We talked about these
1: deathbed statements. No, I mean a female killer. Oh, okay. I was talking about the deathbed
0: statement. Also, but he was a lawyer, so true. Not a psychopathic killer. That's insane. Yeah, Shirley. No, I feel like that was in the doco. It probably was. Yeah, yeah,
1: because it's all about the family. And then also there were two other murders that happened in 2010, which is wild, that also basically the bodies were found in <gasps> Um The first one, at first people thought, was connected to Malat, but it wasn't. This was in August. It was Carly Jade Pierce-Stevenson. You'd probably remember this. She was 22 from Alice Springs and her daughter Candleese. Kiara Pierce, who was two years old, was found in a suitcase near Whyalla oh, in South yes. Australia. Do you remember it? Yeah. I remember it too. Um, they actually, 41-year-old Daniel James holdham actually faces court in November the 9th this year. Right. After pleading guilty to the murders. So that kind of came out, like connecting him to the mm. case, came out after the fact. But when it happened, um, that was also at the same time as the body of David oh, I can't say the name, Or Orcoloni, Orctoloni, was found 17 years old and three teenagers, including Matthew Malat, Ivan's relative, mm. were charged with the murder slash with accessories oh, to the his murder. is mm-hmm. uh, Look, I tried to find out what the rel- relation was and all I could find was that he was a blood relative. Ugh. Because it was kind of hushed up, because all the news articles at the time were happening around the time they were convicted, and it's all the legal stuff to do with writing about that sort of thing. But basically, they lured him into the forest because it was his birthday. It's so sad. It's so it's so sad. It was his birthday, and they lured him into the forest, and then he was hit on the back of the head with an axe, and they (gasps) basically cut him up. Yeah. Oh my god! I know. Look, just. and the thing is, in the same year, Les Kennedy wrote for the Sydney Morning Herald and he was the author who wrote Sins of the Brother, which was a book, a really famous book about the Ivan Milat case. Um, he wrote, quote, Gabor Neubauer, whose neck was broken and spine severed, and Anya Habshid, who was decapitated, were found under large logs 200 metres from a campsite littered with bottles and cans shot to pieces. And when they found David his body was near a campsite with right. beer bottles and so on. Right. So it was this kind of, like, freak out of everybody being, like, shit, is this connected? Mm. And I guess he's connected, but 17 years old, he would have been a little kid at the time. That's so pretty it's, wild, though. I know. And I like just want to know what relative he was. I could not for the life of me find it, and I was reading all the sources, Josie. I was doing my work.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, sometimes it's hard. Like, yeah. To find after the fact, yes all of these, because every kind of article just quotes another article, yeah, and it's also because a lot of
1: the articles written about it were written about it when it just happened, yeah, not when the case was going on, because, mm. yeah, like just yeah, it was hard to find, like I think what happens for anyone that isn't a journalist listening to this is you can't often you can't reveal information. Mm-hmm. So you've only got limited information you're allowed to reveal while the trial is actually yeah. on? Yeah. So there were actually articles where his name was redacted. Right. Because it was like Yeah, because then obviously. the jury,
0: if anyone saw it, then they'd be like, my lat. Yes, exactly. Guilty. So that's why it's difficult. But, yeah, I guess I'd wrap this
1: up with Chief Inspector Pamela Young of the Homicide Squad telling the Herald Sun at the time of these 2010 murders being found, their bodies being found, mm We've all shaken our heads about just the series of happenings down that way. The forest has some isolation. I suppose it has some attraction to people. So Mm -hmm. her theory is kind of maybe it's just that the forest is the way that it is and people bury shit there and it's not connected. Well,
0: it's like me with all my water-based crimes. You just toss people into bodies of water because it's vast and you think people will disappear and you can almost hide in plain sight if you yeah. put someone in a big forest.
1: Part of me thinks Malat did it himself, Ivan. Part of me thinks his family's fucked up and were involved.
0: I tend to think so. Yeah. Because it sounds like two different styles of killing, although Paul Onions did say he was a bit Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Um, but I think... Yeah, and maybe he was influenced. Is his brother Richard older? I don't know. Because, you know, if, like older sibling, maybe he just like took the fall almost.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, not took
0: the fall because he never admitted to it, but like. Got caught and didn't yeah, name his brother. Yeah, he wasn't going to be like, oh, it's my brother. That's well, that's the thing, scary isn't it? that there could be other people out there. Well, and, that's what's
1: terrifying about it, isn't it?
0: And brought up briefly in the um, Jordana Kotevsky episode that there's a string of missing people from the Hunter region and Malat was working in Newcastle at the time. Yes. Around the Hunter and in the late 70s. So that kind of ties into when those uh, Mary and Therese were 1977. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. he was definitely in the vibe of... And his first attack was 1971. 1971. So he's definitely like, you know, it was a thing that he was doing and all of these people went missing. Never found and there's plenty of bushland between Newcastle and Sydney. Yeah. Plenty. And it's kind of scary like I obviously am a sicko. So when I drive past a you know national park or whatever on the way from Newcastle to Sydney I'm just like well, what's in there? Like you just don't know.
1: Well that's it. Like i think there's
0: hundreds of thousands of hectares of it that you can't possibly you know sift yeah. through to find people. And all of those missing people from Newcastle out there somewhere. And it's so sad.
1: Well, if we've learnt anything from all these cases that we've done, it's like Australia is just like huge. Mm, it's vast. There's plenty of spots to hide people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and bodies and evidence and whatever mm-hmm. you want to hide. And Yep, your Prime Minister can just fucking your, disappear. And your Prime Minister can just disappear.
0: Mm-hmm. There could be panthers
1: lurking in the Blue Mountains. They could. It's This is what our country is like, everyone.
0: I feel like we're not selling Australia well to our non-Australian listeners. They're not going to want to come and visit. Probably not. Because all we're doing is telling them the bad stuff. But, but this is um, what it is. It is what it is. And there's fucking weird people here and a crazy amount of space to hide things. And yep. hide yourself, like with the uh, Crawford family murders yep. that you did. yep. You can just take off after doing something terrible and, and can never, be found. never be found again, or you can die on a beach and no one will know who you are. Exactly, Summerton man. Oh,
1: you know what? It's all come back around full circle. It's bloody fascinating, is what it is. it is. I hope everyone's found it as fascinating as we have. We have very much. I mean, that's Ivan Malat.
0: It's awful. It's famous.
1: He definitely fucking was involved. He did who it. Knows if someone uh, else was
0: involved. I have. A, I reckon he wasn't alone. Yeah. Because that doesn't make the different bullets, mm-hmm. the different directions that the yeah. bullets came from. Totally. And all the beer and.
1: Yeah, the campsite camp, is a bit like, of a
0: thing. Like you can just camp by yourself and. Drink all that beer. You know, like it's. Mm, it's, it's weird. Fast. Something fishy going on. But yeah, that's season one. Season one. Ending on a. Very drunken
1: note. (laughs) Very drunken note, but we really do love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We'll be Um, back within a matter of weeks with season two. You
0: won't even know we're gone.
1: You won't even know we're gone. And we've had the Don't alert the
0: authorities. We haven't gone missing. We've had fun and
1: sad moments, but Mm. also we've just really liked chatting to some other weirdos.
0: Yes. So thank you for listening for the last time this season. Bye. Bye.